welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. This is the March 17th game against the Winnipeg Jets, and the game just ended. Going forward, we decided that the later games will kind of just do one big one, because as the night gets later and later, we find we're like slurring our words a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the, the setup's a little much, so like... You know, these aren't going to be many games. Just the one, you know, like the 9, 10, 11 PMers, like we're not going to come in every period, especially games where it starts off kind of slow. Yeah. Um, expect like our 7, 8 PMers to just be normal format. Those are usually the games against Toronto, Ottawa. Exactly. Um, the Eastern Yeah, games, but these basically. West Coast 10, 11 PM games, like, you know, like we, you know, we're talking like, uh, you know, 12 AM finishes. So it's, it's a little rough. So uh, we're going to go through the game now, um, you know. We're going to get to OT in a second, because I think that's probably the biggest... Yeah, that'll be uh, the bulk of the discussion. That'll be the bulk of the discussion. But after the first, you know, we were down 2 nothing. Really quick goal from Winnipeg, like something like 20 seconds. Yeah, it's not, it was a very first shift. Yeah. They, we, we looked very slow the We first couldn't period. break out. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. There was just no speed, no intensity from the guys in the first period. Maybe with five minutes left in the first, they seemed to get moving a little bit. Um, a, little, a few penalties uh, called on the Jets kind of got us um, mobilized a little bit. Um, going into the second, we got a nice goal from Deno from Gallagher and Tatar. Um, really good play by Deno. Like, really, uh, yeah, you know, it was you know, good to see him shoot. Yeah, we both thought he was definitely going to force the pass. Yeah. Even the announcer said, like, I thought he was going to force it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he just he made a really nice play, shooting at far post. Just, you know, what what he should have done, and he did it right. Yeah, and uh, we ended that period uh, down 3-1. Uh, then going into the third, we got a uh, goal from Gallagher off the faceoff. Again with that Deno Tatar line that was kind of reunited um, on and off tonight. Um, and then we got a really late goal with the uh, empty net from Toffoli, from Druin and Petrie. Was it Petrie or Perry? Uh, Perry, sorry. Yeah, okay, Perry, yeah. I, was, I wasn't sure because yeah. it's that spot that they both kind of like yeah, yeah, no, playing Perry. down low. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's go. Let's just go right into OT. I mean, yeah. I think the just to like, let's summarize the second and third. The second and third, we that was our game. Like honestly, let's think. I just found from the very first shift of the first period, the game just seemed to continually ramp up in terms of Habs intensity, mm-hmm. and like every shift just looked a little bit more aggressive than the last. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that we can't start at that high. Yeah. But there's a few like just, you know, like, oh, shit things that kind of just made the game flop against us. Like besides overtime, the overtime, we did it to ourselves. But like, you know, like we'll let like knocking price down. Like that's a goal there. Uh, You know, that wouldn't have brought us to overtime, although we might not have pulled the goal and scored per se. But, you know, just a a few like just things that just didn't go our way tonight. Yeah. Um, But, you know, we we caught up. But, you know, in the end, we died by our own sword. I mean, yeah. like, we, we pulled this bullshit again in overtime well, the, where, yeah. you know, we were joking about it, and we were joking about the the, the Deno-Byron um, line going out, and, like, there they are again. Well, that, that's it. The second you see that line, you know, we're... we're Who's o- finishing there? Well, that's it. That's it's the thing. Petrie. That's yeah. the thing, is they're expecting the defense to score. I mean, look, Deno-Byron Petrie is the first overtime line. With, I feel like a broken record. That's not a line. Well, you that's don't want to know why? Win. Do you want to know why it's, you feel like a broken record? Because this is the eighth time it's happened. Yeah, and it, it's also like these guys—they're—they're they're like bread and butter. Like the thing they're known for is their exceptional defense. These two forwards, mm-hmm. like Byron, is his speed on the penalty kill specifically, and Deno, it's he. Like you know, he gets selkie votes, and he—he's not a big offensive guy. Like the like, why are they still out there? Yeah, I don't know. Especially when it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know what? If they kept going out there and somehow, like, they would lock down the other team and then get a goal, 
fine. But like, like we haven't won once. A single overtime. No, not we a single won one. A single overtime. We've and lost. Those games are crucial. Loss. Yeah, they are crucial. And like you know, this is a team that you know we're really like actually competing for for playoff spots yeah. now. And like, you know. It's like they've been saying all year, like a two goal, a, a two game night is a four game night, and now a one game, a one point night is a uh, two point night. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, four point night is a, a two point night is a four point night. The, the fucking time is killing me here. Okay. Like, everything's doubled. Yeah, everything's, everything's doubled. doubled. Okay? It's not. It's not four game is two game. It's, it's yeah. two point is know, four game. I know what you mean. They know what you mean. Yeah, and one point is actually two points. So we actually lost. You know, like I pushed them ahead two points tonight, and like. You know, it, it sucks because, like, you know, these these games, you know, like, we don't have many left. No, we don't. You know? People think that we're at the halfway point. It's like there's going to be a point before the season ends that there are mathematically eliminated teams. But that's the thing. is like, they're only you know, playing within a division. Even if we were around the halfway point, which I think we're just we're past We're, we're literally on the halfway yeah, point. Yeah, we're on the halfway point. But the thing is, a lot of people don't realize is how easy the Habs schedule was at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Like, we had a very, very know front uh back loaded season like we we usually do we usually end our season with playing a toronto, stretch of tampas and toronto tampas yeah. and toronto's and boston and, and boston's so like you know this season we had a good stretch of vancouver good stretch of you know ottawa you know okay, we didn't see the didn't leafs. go our way <laughs> yeah we didn't see the leafs till like february uh yeah we played them the first game and then not yeah, again exactly you know and and but the thing is my what my point was is even if it was like yeah we're at the halfway point which we are but it's like the halfway point doesn't mean we have half a season now to like go out and get the rest of the points. Yeah, you get eliminated. You you basically yeah. I would say have you know half of a half of a mm. season. You like like uh, now till the trade deadline basically, yeah. which is you know April twelfth to really like solidify a position because after that it's like you know if you have no more games against let's say three of the seven teams. And they're ahead of you. You just you can't play them anymore. Yeah, they won another, their series. Another thing that that this adds into it is a bit more stochasticity because like what ends up happening now is, you know, your future isn't fully in your hands anymore because like, you know, we could completely pull it together now and like win everything, but let's say Edmonton, who's like right like who we're fighting for a spot with, uh, you know, like Edmonton's in third right now. What if they just absolutely go on a tear too? Yeah. And we can't catch them. So well, we're just, it. we're just, you know, like we're, we're trying, it's like a dog trying to catch its tail. It's like, it's just not like they could just be going off. We could be going off. So we could absolutely play perfect hockey and it just not matter. Anymore. Exactly. That's well, the that's, scary thing. That's and that's it. It's just like, it that's just, what happened to us last year. Well, that yeah, exactly. You know, it's like we, at the you know end of the season really pulled it together and you know, it, it just, everyone else did too. Yeah, it's like, you need to play too. well the whole year. Yeah. You can have slight breaks. You can have two, three game sequences where you don't play well. You, just, you can't write can't a month these, of four. Yeah, you can't yeah. go on like an eight game losing streak on a 56 game season. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's insane. Yeah. And, but yeah, the, the, the thing that's bothering me the most is again, those lines. Well, it's just, it shows, it, it shows just a, a, there's, there's no learning. There's no, there's no willingness to learn. Like what is... It, like trying to be as objective as possible put yourself in the position of a head coach why are you going back to that like that option the only reason i could see them possibly i, I don't understand that like the byron i i get because the speed but there's other factors to weigh in there like can he is he going to realistically score a goal there probably not okay like yeah he's faster but you know I'd rather put it in Anderson. Well, I was, I was about to ask okay, you. I was going to so say, like, do you Anderson, think the percent difference speed of Byron yeah, to Anderson yeah. makes any difference? No, that's what I'm saying. It's like Anderson is like maybe slightly slower, 
but his goal potential is way, way higher. So I just put, I'd put in Anderson there. <clears throat> um, same thing with Deno. It's like, yeah, his face-offs are great. But, like, you know, is it is it worth him not being on and uh, him being on and Suzuki off? Right, and then that, that was my next question is, I wouldn't even say the face-offs. I under, Like, that's a big part of it, obviously. But let's say, like, the in-play part. Deno's defense is probably why he's out there. Mm. Is the difference in defense that great, again, that you want Deno out there instead of Suzuki? Because I would say Suzuki's offense minus his defense still gives you a net positive compared to Deno. Well, yeah, I I, I, I agree. And I, I think, you know, realistically what that is is, you know, just fundamental mindset differences. Like, I, I, I think, like, you're absolutely nuts to not play offensive overtime. You know what I mean? And, like, I, I don't know, you know, just with the format that overtime is, I don't know what they're holding out to. No, like, know. A, you know, a, you're holding out till shootout? Like, yeah, which against, it, it, against and, the Winnipeg Jets? Like, are you crazy? Well, that's it. And it's, like, it, it comes down to it as well that it's, like, yeah, and then you go and you do that and you still manage to make a bad uh, yeah. line change. And then think so it's, of, like, well, what was the yeah. point? And then, th- what are you, you're, we're trying to, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to fight against until uh, until shootout so that we can shoot on Connor Hellebuck and then have Kyle Connor, Nick Ehlers, uh, Mark Shifley, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Like, what are Blake we doing? Wheeler. Blake Wheeler. Like, I don't, I don't understand what we're holding out until. Yeah, I mean, I, like, we're going to get smoked in shootout. It doesn't make any sense. Like, honestly, I, I just, I'm trying just, to It sucks because it. it's not the players at that, that well, that's, point. And like, that's it. It's you know, like, Dano might know he shouldn't be out there. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is, like, there there's a certain point where, like, you know, right after the loss, it shows Gallagher skating off again, head down. You know, he he's someone I would I would put out even at this yeah. point. Like we saw him playing on the power play, I was surprised. We saw him playing in overtime a little bit. I like that. He you ought to just change it up. Like, I think you're nuts for your starting lineup in overtime not to be Suzuki, Anderson, Petrie. Yeah. like I think you're absolutely nuts. It doesn't make any do sense. Like to me, put out your three best players. It doesn't yeah. matter what position they are. It doesn't matter. Like you're playing pond hockey. At this yeah, point. and then your and then my second offensive line is when Suzuki and Anderson get off. It's Deno to Foley, just put them out. Yeah, like that's a great line. You know what I mean, like to Foley, it's obviously like you know he's second in goals in the league. Okay, so we don't need to put out two offensive powerhouses yeah. there. Although to Foley's defense is more yeah, than no, fine. that's what I'm saying. And to Foley is great upside defensively, yeah. but like Deno will for sure win the face off. And Deno, you know, because uh, like. If you looked at this game in isolation, you might understand it because Deno probably had like the best game of this season. Yeah. Right? He had a goal and an assist, and you could just tell he's on the ice every time. But I know for a fact he wasn't out there because of this game. Like no. he was out there because of a certain mindset that they have in overtime that is just completely flawed. And like, I don't well, th- know. This is why we agreed with the firing of Claude Julian. It was, we said that like, no there was no ability to learn, and there was too much commitment to like a pre made lineup. Yeah. And there was no dynamic movement. Like, I'd be hypocritical to say that's not, like, still a fireball offense. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, the Habs aren't doing great with Dom Ducharme. They're not no. doing poorly, but they're doing probably about the same they did with Claude Julien. Yeah. It, it, minus well, the big what stretches. Was, when, when was Julien fired again? It was, we were just at 500. At, I think we were 9-5-4. and four. But Do you remember the game? Like, no, I, I don't. I don't remember. Well, it was after the Senators lost. Yes, right? it, was, yeah. it was after the two Senators games there. Yeah, so, but, so that that means it was our first, yeah, because our first game again, our first game with Ducharme was um, against Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. So that's the, so we have, so yeah, our first two. So we have loss, loss. Yeah, I'll count. Uh, so two losses, win, um, loss, win, 
loss, win, loss, loss, win, loss. So seven, we're five and seven with them. Yeah, fine. So that's basically what you know. That's uh, you know, that's that's enough games that like I I can express concern. Well, yeah, it's, you know? it's again, it's it's roughly one fifth the season. We really gave him like a lot of slack on the rope. Like I basically wrote off the first five games. Yeah, which is insane because that's ten percent of their you know one eleventh of the yeah, season exactly. essentially. So you know, I, I the thing that you know, I I just from like <laughs> if I was like Ducharme's friend. Okay, I would just say, like, dude, you have to not do what got Claude But that, fired. that's the thing, is, like, I see flashes of it every now and then. We'll see a very interesting new lineup. Or tonight. We saw yeah. we saw him, he, he said, like, look how good Tatardano Gallagher's playing. And he went back to Put it. Them, yeah, so it's like, yeah. that's dynamic. You know? Yeah, but even then, if it's reverting, it's still a dynamic reversion. Like, yeah. Reverting. Because well, like, it wasn't the starting line. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's it. It counts as reverting. It's not like he's he's putting out Evans with, ten, like, Tatar and Gallagher yeah. being, like, just try anything that works it's yeah but he just know, he's really gotta like like lean into that because that's why he was given the opportunity because he's a very like modern day coach he's a young guy's coach which involves a lot of on the fly movement a lot of creativity you know they're like the only person i'm a hundred percent happy with so far from the new coaching staff is alex burrows yeah well yeah our, i think he, our power play is like 33 percent. he, he brought it five. way up yeah it's like thirty three percent, something now, in the like last that, like is... six or something. And like he managed to do it with the second power play unit. Somehow. Yeah. So you know, I it's it's concerning because like you know it's it's one of those things where you can tell it's not the guys. Okay? Yeah. And again, it's a management problem, and um, you know you're not playing young hockey, even though we have a young coach with a young mindset, and like you know, I I just I don't get the resistance to it because it's it's just it's absolute insanity at this point. It's like we're we have eight overtime losses, in like you know, a, a, an amount of games that like shouldn't even have gone to that many overtimes. Like it's just an insane amount of overtime games, and uh, you know it's just it's it's almost the same goal every time. Yeah. You know I mean, now taking a page out of the New York Rangers playbook, they just won nine nothing tonight, and all of their coaches. Uh, were not present because they had the COVID protocols. Do you do you maybe uh, you know give the coaches the night Wait, off? Who was on the bench? No, they just didn't have coaches. No one on the bench. No, they just they worked their own lines because they're adult men and they can just not line shit. change. Yeah, they just played without oh, coaches cool. tonight. They won nine nothing. Yeah. Nine nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like that's insane. I'd actually try. I I almost feel like that's that's where it's headed towards a little bit because these guys, like trainers, are one thing. But, like, I've always talked about this with you, like, for years now. Like, in all professional sports, a coach, it's very weird. Mm-hmm. It's, like, you know, when, like, even even in football, it's a little different in football, but even then. Like, when you have a... Well, football, they need to call plays. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah. But, like, even then, like, I feel like a quarterback can still do that. I, right but I, you know what I mean, yeah, though. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. But my, my point behind is I'll just use, I'll stick to hockey just for this point. But it's, like, you know, you've got, let's say, like, Alex Burrows, who's in his mid-30s, probably talking to Shea Weber, who's yeah. his mid-30s. They played against each other. Basically, he has to let, he, like, I don't know, it's this weird, like, it feels like they're, like, they're children. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, yeah, I they can handle themselves. And, like, obviously, you want, like, you, I'm not advocating for, like, no coaching staff. No, you obviously But, like, coaches. I almost feel like the coaches would do better, like, off ice with them, you know, at practice. And then yeah. when they go to the game, just, like, kind of having a little bit more of a lax personality with yeah. it. Where the players can kind of feel it out too, because I guarantee you, if tonight there was no coaches, 
the overtime lines would have been different. Oh yeah, way different. Yeah, I uh, no, I agree. I, I I think like the role of the coach is changing. It's definitely not going anywhere, but like it, it it's definitely changing. Like you know you you need the coach on the bench to like you know make the level headed decisions. But unfortunately, sometimes those level-headed decisions aren't, uh, like, in- intelligent level-headed decisions. Yeah. And, like, um, you know, I think one thing that, I, you know, coaches with the Habs organization, like, consistently fall into is, like, this, um, this like, mental set of ideas that we need to somehow surprise the other team yeah. with, like, putting out a set of players that the other team has to go, like, why are they putting them out? Yeah, like what's like? Is it because they have something coming? Yeah, exactly. Or is it, it's yeah. just like so I, it's we, constantly the uh, the secret weapon and the ace up the sleeve, and then well, we're about to release the kraken, and it's like yeah. it never works. Exactly. Remember last year when we'd play Edmonton? For some reason, the consistent or maybe the year before, but the for some reason Claude Julien was like adamant about matching up the Conor McDavid line with Nate Thompson. Yeah, for the face for the defensive aspect. It's like And we just kept getting smoked. Well yeah, because Nate Thompson, as we saw well, yeah, tonight, like, he he essentially skates on like rubber skates. Yeah, it's also like Nate Thompson's probably looking at him like, Are you fucking crazy? Yeah, exactly. It's like why what I wanted to go career. I wanted to go against like Kyle Turris and Jujar Kyra. Yeah, you're gonna ruin my yeah, career. You're gonna you don't put me on every highlight reel. He's like Connor McDavid burns guys like Morgan Riley. Nate Thompson is looking over at Claude Julian. He's like, "You fucked me." <laughs> well, yeah, it's like he, you know, what are you gonna rough Connor McDavid up or something yeah. like that? It's like because he's not a small guy either. That's what people forget is like, like he's he just can't catch him. He's and he's also like six one and almost two hundred pounds. Like yeah. if he's moving at that speed, best of luck. Yeah, just you have to you have to be like the biggest guy in the league to essentially collide with him and stop him. Yeah, you you also just don't get like the right to just like decimate someone physically because you weigh ten more pounds. Exactly. It's like, the guy could be wearing heavier equipment exactly moving a little little angle here and there yeah but honestly it's just i i'm so frustrated by the overtime stuff because like look the the silver lining is that we got a point we are we we battled back from a 3-1 deficit let's hope calgary loses tonight because if they win tonight then uh they're right up our ass too this does move us into a position to reclaim the third place i believe does it? Yeah. I think so, because I think we were three points away here. as of tonight, and this puts us at two points. Yeah, so we're at... Uh, well, no, but Edmonton's going to win tonight. Okay, so then, yeah. They're... Yeah, Edmonton's going to win, so that's going to put them at 32 games played and 38 points, and it's going to put Montreal at 29 games played and 34. Okay, so, so not, not the away. worst position to be in, but yeah. still not comfortable. Yeah, well, uh, no, it, it's, un- it's, it's still uncomfortable, because like, even though Vancouver has... You know, like uh, four games on us, uh, they're at thirty-two. Right. So they're they're a win away from us. Right? Yeah. Um, and Edmonton's two wins away. It's just kind of scary to see like how much like we could wake up in sixth. Like the only team that we have more wins than is Ottawa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, and it's they crazy. smoked us every time. Like we and like uh, and that's like you know not necessarily a games played issue. I mean like. Toronto is 30, Winnipeg is 28, Edmonton is 31, we have 29, Vancouver is 33, Calgary is yeah. 29, and Ottawa has 33, and we only have more wins than Ottawa. Yeah. So it's go. really it's... not a you know, great... No, we're not in good positioning, I just think and that it, like... There's we... a huge striation too. Like, we have 13, and then the rest of the teams in the playoffs have 19, 17, and 19. Yeah, there you go. So like, that's a big issue. Well, yeah, we're, we're squeezing by by the fact that we go to overtime every second Vancouver game. Vancouver is 15. Yeah. Well, we just losing in overtime gets us these points. That's the issue. Yeah. 
And that's that's why we need to win these games because like every time we lose to these guys in overtime, like yeah, we're getting a half a game, but they're getting a full game. You know, yeah. it, it's just, it's it's just so hard to watch them continuously do the same thing every single night. Yeah, it's just insanity. Like it's literally insanity, yeah. and it's like a coaching decision. And I hope like MB stands up and just says like, you know what, I fired this guy for a reason. Yeah. And like you got to stop pulling this bullshit because like, you know, uh, look look at the guys you're putting out. Yeah. I mean, like I think they have four goals between them. I they well that's it right. Yeah, it's it's like, like it's craziness. It's like, I mean, not including Petrie. But the the forwards they're putting out don't yeah, aren't scoring goals. But I'm goals. still striding the OT lines in terms of offense defense because yeah. I think that's the way like the, our team's going. Well, yeah, going. it's also like but I don't it, think we need two forwards and a D out there. No, I know, but I'm just saying for like for my argument, like I'm saying they 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 are doing that. Like they're running one D and two yeah. forwards. Like we're so far away from playing three forwards because we're still playing defensive offense. Yeah. Okay, so like let's just get to playing proper forward lines and D lines. The D lines, it doesn't matter. Like honestly, like if Weber's out there, if, if, obviously Petrie first. But if Petrie's out there, if Sherratt's out there, if 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 uh, if Edmondson's out there, um, you know, all those guys will be fine in OT. Like that's yeah. not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about like Dano, Byron, Dano, Army. Do you know what I'd actually do now that I'm thinking about it? OT to Tardano Gallagher. Yeah. That's defensively minded. I mean, like ter- in terms of like analytics, their their Corsi is off the charts. And like yeah. for those who don't really know, like the Corsi for and Corsi against, the rating is basically like um, Corsi four is how many shots slash scoring chances your line gets when you're on the ice, and Corsi against is how many you give up. And this line of those three, when we always say the best line in hockey, it's because these three guys are in the top five consistently for those. And that's a massive possession stat. So, like, that's a great idea for overtime. That, like, yeah. I just don't know why they don't explore that. Because if they're worried about the defense, it, it's, like, it shows they play defense. Yeah, and then, you know, then you have Suzuki, Anderson, Petrie. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So, oh, yeah. I don't even think you'd have to get to that point. Because I think that line would score. Yeah, for sure. You have, you have actual goal scores on that line. Tatar. Dano will win the faceoff. Tatar's exactly. got a wicked shot. Gallagher goes to the net. Like, it'll go in. It you know? will just, happen. you got to just try it. Yeah. And, like, they don't try it. Like, What's they'll just the they'll keep playing these lines. And, like, can you not even afford to give that line one shift? Yeah. Like, just one shift? It, it's insane. Like, give them, give them the first 20 seconds. Well, that's it. And it's, it's like, like, overtime typically goes one of two ways. It either ends in 20 seconds... Or it goes to a shootout. Like, there's very rarely where you get, like, a long overtime that gets, like, a goal in the last 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know? So, it's like, you have to go in with mentality of, like, these three guys on the ice are the last guys on the ice. Yeah. You need backup plans, but that's, like, your go-to. Now, it's five minutes. Yeah. It's five minutes. Like, it's, it's in... Ugh. Yeah. It's, guys, it's well, so uh, hard to just keep It is. It's watching. hard to digest because it's literally insanity. I'm going to keep saying it over and over. It's like you watched... It's, Watching that one was watching that overtime loss was the same as watching our first overtime loss. Yeah, That's or our other thing. one. I think we lost three times in overtime alone to Winnipeg. Every single OT loss we've had has been the exact same bullshit. Yeah. Like it's it's honestly it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah, and then people go after Carey Price like he didn't play well. Yeah, like like Xavier Willett didn't put him on his ass. Yeah, people <laughs> like, like barreled through. Or it wasn't a three on one in the yeah. because uh, Petrie lost the puck in their zone. Yeah, and it's like you know. Three on one overtime. We're gonna rip on Carey Price. Dealers do blush. I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching Xavier Wallet starfished over him. Yeah, it's like you know whatever. Anyway, it is what it is. But yeah, we'll catch you guys in the next game. Hopefully, we get a good two wins against Vancouver. I mean, we yeah. can still. Uh, oh, we can't make our six on eight. 
right? Oh no, we can. We can. Yeah, yeah, we, we can. can. We can go seven for yeah. eight. Yeah, we have two games this week. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So let's hope we win those two. That'd be that'd be pretty big. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys on the is it the nineteenth? Nineteenth so or is it tomorrow? I forget. No, it's the Friday night. Because I know we have back-to-back yeah, games. Yeah, it's 1920. Okay. It's Friday night, Saturday night. Okay. Yeah. So All right. Go. We'll catch you guys then. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.